I'm gonna speak on it. They're they're live. Hey, you gotta get that SAM registration back up and running. SAM registration? Yeah. Damn. Service to air missile? <laughs> Service to air <laughs> missile? Yeah. I've got one registered to me. All righty. Welcome to another episode of Could Be Anything. This is episode six, I believe, right, Noah? Sure. Sure, I can't remember. <laughs> well, we have an interesting episode today for you guys. Um, we have a guest today that I'm very interested to interview, and we also have a new member, the one laughing. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like Stop. to welcome Zach Castleberry. Hello. He's going to be one of the new co-hosts. Everyone snap their fingers. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zach, tell us a little about yourself since you're going to be on this podcast for the foreseeable future. Well, obviously, I am <laughs> foreseeable future. I'm obviously Alec Kay's brother, and I work with him, and that's about it. Honestly, God, you're boring. I know I am. Yeah, what? I'm pretty hey, pretty straightforward. Oh, wait, we this recorded a podcast, but we had issues, so we couldn't release it. That, that was a great podcast. That was so a technically great there's one out there. Oops. Maybe we'll <clears> release <throat> it one day. Maybe we won't. Maybe so. And also, you'll have to stay if you want to hear it. Maybe. I don't know if we can actually post that one or not. No, I don't think we can. No, I don't think we can. Uh, we'd also like to introduce our guest today. Uh, <laughs> it is my father. Uh, I've known him for 20, obviously, 20, 23 years of my life. I know um, this guy. <laughs> I kind of know this guy. Um, yeah, so it's my dad, uh, Kiri Castleberry. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, any news of the week? I heard something crazy, actually. Um, so I was actually listening to Louder or Crowder this evening, actually this morning, and, um, he had an interview with a coroner who, which is weird, has been seeing a massive amount of young people coming into the morgues. I mean, obviously they're dead. And when they, oh, okay. we thank <laughs> you for the clarification. I thought they were just checking it out. Yeah. <coughs> Look at uh, them. Yeah. My future home. <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> Vacation. It's yeah. kind of like a Permanent. retirement home. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, and when he would go to embalm them, uh, they would find blood clots, but they were not your traditional blood clot. Um, and they traced it back to the COVID vaccine, which is crazy. I'm not saying that everybody's going to get <clears throat> die of blood clots, but I'm saying that's something to take into consideration. Did that cause their death? They believe so. Well, they contributed to contributed to a lot of it had to do with heart failure, uh, other related issues. Um, but that's that's the news that I've heard of the week. Anybody else heard anything crazy? Something related to that that it's affecting young girls' menstrual cycles. So, I mean, not <laughs> not that it has a special interest. <laughs> I feel like, but, but seriously, I've I heard, think it does have some. COVID had a lot of uh, circulation issues and blood yeah, problems. Yeah. That's was it because insane. it was mass produced? You guys think? Oh, the, think it was done the virus fast time. Well, not the virus, oh. but the the vaccine. I think was done in such a fast fast pace that it, you know, it couldn't be thoroughly tested. But hmm. I'm no scientist. Yeah, none of us are. I guess loaded with common sense. I guess. Yeah. That's about yeah. It. Yeah. Well, you're doing enough talking already, starting out. So that's good. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Come on, start this off. Well. I'm 50 years old. Is that what you want to know? <laughs> I'm a retired smoker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm 50 years old. Uh, <laughs> I'm married. I have three good kids. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. Just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> For the can, most part. Can I? Have you ever been in an interview or like a uh, a radio show or anything no. like that? Nothing like this. Okay. Nobody's ever found me very interesting. Okay. <laughs> well. No. Maybe this will change. Maybe you'll yeah. be a recurring yeah. guest. Yeah. I was uh born and raised in uh East Texas for the most part of my life. I've lived in a lot of various different places, but um for the most part been right here in East Texas around Lufkin, Nacogdoches. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not Lufkin. I have never heard anybody call it Lufkin it's before. Not, you know, However, they butchered Nacogdoches. <laughs> Sacaroches. Sacaroches. <laughs> I like Nacogdoches. 
gorgeous. Yeah, it's actually very pretty. I Anyways, feel, I feel like more people know <coughs> where Nacogdoches is at. And I'll tell you a quick story. <clears throat> when I was a young man, uh, probably 14, 15, I was with um, my mom. I don't know if my dad was there or not. We were in at Disney, I think, or we were on some kind of trolley at one of the theme parks. And there was a group of students that were actually from SFA. And we didn't know it, but somebody mentioned uh, Knack of Nowhere. That's what they called it. And it struck a conversation <coughs> about Nacogdoches, and that's where they were from. And it was funny because we were off in Florida where we were at, and they were like, hey, Knack of Nowhere. Yeah. Was that but, Nacogdoches trip? I mean, not Nacogdoches, that Florida trip cut short? Wasn't that the same one that was cut yes. really short? Yeah. yeah. You want to uh, elaborate on what happened? Well, <laughs> 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 this is going to take a turn. It's bad. I'm going to get nailed for this. Um, well, that, in my house, vacations were a little bit different. My dad worked a lot. He had a lot of businesses growing up, and and uh, work was his kind of his thing. So uh, a lot of times we didn't get some of the more traditional trips that, uh, you know, we that we went on vacations, but some of them were kind of here to scare him, and he didn't really like Disney and theme park type things. And uh, so, having fun, well, just wasn't him. He never went, he never did that in his life, yeah. you know. And they were raised in out in Nacogdoches County, out in the Woden, W O D E N, oh, yeah. not Wooden, Woden. Uh, Wooden, <laughs> call it wood, wood, wood. Yeah. but uh, they were, he was raised out there and they were hardworking family and um, they didn't have a lot of money early in life and and uh, everything they knew was work hard. And so, theme parks wasn't something that he enjoyed and it was something that uh, as a young man that I wanted to do but I think it was a one day trip uh, we were there and gone and you know Disney in its history has never been inexpensive to go to and so but uh, was it even expensive like when you were a kid like uh, relatively, yeah, I mean, relatively I mean relative to the time and what you know how much uh, yeah you made an hour and all that stuff into work and all it was, yeah, I would think it was expensive, but it, um, yeah, that was a short trip. I could tell you a lot about our <laughs> vacations. I remember one time dad and I love my dad. He's just dad. I remember one time that he went and he bought a van. Now dad is not a van guy, maybe to work out of, but not as a family wagon. And he went and bought this van <coughs> We got packed up for vacation to go somewhere. And I think my other, my, my brother and my sister were still at home then and got in the van and got loaded up, ready to roll. And he decided he didn't like the van. So we unloaded. Oh, no. The van back. <laughs> Did you leave it down by the river? Yo, that's crazy. No, yo, he, that's crazy. He, he didn't leave it down by the river. It's literally so crazy, yo. That's just thinking back to the dealership. So, you know what? I don't want the thing anymore. That's exactly Dude, what happened. I wonder the color. I don't remember what he got. I don't remember what he got to replace it. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, my mom had a brown Cadillac that he had. Oh, you sold. have a story about, ooh, yeah, ooh. A story about one, that Cadillac, don't you? Caddy. No. Where he, that guy hit, hit the Cadillac? No, no. That was yeah, the gray. That was the gray Lincoln Continental that had shag carpet. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, shag carpet. That's even cleaner, yo. That what you talking about? Nice. The car? That's clean. That that car, literally, y'all, it had carpet. I know you can't. There's no video on this, but I guarantee you that carpet was probably an inch and a half, two inches That's thick. That's crazy. You could lay down on the floorboard, and it was like, oh. <laughs> took a nap. You know, but we were, I'll tell you this story about that. Man, we're going off in some bad <clears throat> places. <laughs> but we were sitting at a Berkshire Brothers, which is a local grocery chain there in Nacogdoches. It's actually pretty well, probably all over from central to east Texas and parts of Louisiana now. At the time, it was a little smaller, but we were sitting at Nacogdoches, um, at the Berkshire Brothers store in Nacogdoches on uh, what we call South Street. And uh, that store is still in operation today. But it was a Sunday after church, after morning service, and we had come in and Mom had went to go in and I'm sure probably get something for lunch, maybe some chicken or something. I don't remember. And uh, dad always sat in the car and he'd leave the window kind of roll down a little bit. And me and my brother were in the car. And I think my mom and my sister had gone in. I don't know. My sister might not have been there, but and we were just kind of chilling in the car. And uh, he's kind of laid back in the seat. And this 
white truck pulls up beside the car to our right on the passenger side. And this rather, um, um, well, hippie lady, hippish, hippish, I don't know how to call it. She had some, <laughs> she had some haunches on her, but anyway, she got out of, the, she got out of that truck. And when she did, she just pushed her door into, into the passenger side of that Lincoln. Man. And dad's like asleep and then boom, it rocks the whole car. And my brother's like, dad, dad, that lady just hit our car, woke him up. And he's like, what? Hey, hey, lady. And he starts yelling at her, you know, and she just books it on into the, books it on into the store. <laughs> you know, before I finish this, is there like a, uh, I mean, is this going to come back to haunt my dad? And these people are going to say, hey, we found the guy that did it. <laughs> 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 to make him pay. That's, uh, that's exactly right. There's a limit, I'm sure. I'm sure the statute of limitations sure. or something. But anyway, it's not. It was funny because dad was like, he tried to get the lady and she just ignored him and she knew exactly what she did. She put a big old dent in our, you know, scuff the, not put a dent, but maybe scuff the paint, you a know. good hit to the That's side. still well, a dad just goes over there, leans up against our passenger door. My brother's sitting by it and just proceeds to wail <laughs> with his foot on that truck. <laughs> And just caves the door in. I'm talking about like no. where the outside was touching the inside. <laughs> what? He, he gets back in the truck, in the car, and sits down and leans back. And in a little while, that lady comes out and she looks at that door and gets in and drives off. <laughs> what? What if she was deaf? <laughs> she was, she was like, it was somebody's company truck too. Oh no! No! So that was funny. So, in speaking on on, on that, <laughs> tell us a little bit about. I don't even know how to go Hold from on. there. I got a question: <laughs> Is insurance and stuff different back then, or like, because now if like you hit the car immediately, be like, hey, what's exchange insurance? Blah blah. Well, blah. that's probably what I, I don't Was know. That still, dad would have asked her for. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. That is so funny. But, uh, he probably would have made her watch her. I do like, remember that though. I just remember him leaning back like. <laughs> Nobody's looking in. Bam, bam, bam! Just that's kicking the tar. Out of that I truck. can only imagine that. Like just this, just everything. That is crazy. Well, you know, I, I don't know how insurance was. I wasn't worried about it at that time. I just thought that was funny. I was like, "Yeah, go, Dad!" Oh my goodness, dude! I can just imagine that. So, yeah. like a good childhood memory, right there. Yeah. I've done that myself, but I didn't kick the door. I just broke the side mirror. Oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> lived in a foreign country. <laughs> Got parked too close. I couldn't get in my car. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay. Yo, keep them coming. <laughs> and uh, I just went over and snatched the mirror off. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you remember what he was driving? I'm so proud to be a Texan. Yeah, let's see. I was driving a blue <laughs> Ford. Where y'all were there, y'all were just little. Yeah. Uh, it was a... Uh, Oh, what was that car? I can't even remember the name, brand, a model. It was a Ford. It was a four-door sedan. Was it a Fusion? No, no, no. It was long before the Fusion that came was, out. Focus? It was, uh, no. It was a big car. It was in 2005, and it was probably Expedition? a two-year-old car. The Taurus? Taurus, that yeah, was it. There you go. Yeah, Taurus. And he was driving some kind of little green, and he was a chef at one of the local hotels. Oh, goodness. I found out all kinds of stuff about him because I, <laughs> I had to own up to it. <laughs> But it, I'm, I felt better. <laughs> Made my point. He didn't park that close to me. I'm literally y'all. He was like inches. I wonder why he did that. Yeah, the only he worked spot? late and came in late. <clears throat> just didn't care. I don't know how he got out of the car. He must have got out on the passenger side. He must have went boom, boom, boom. Oh man, yeah. he can't get out. And it was a rental car, so but it just frustrated me because I, the way I had parked, I backed in and and he uh he couldn't uh, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> So sorry. Go ahead. So back to the question I was trying to say. Uh, what was your raising like? Tell us a little bit about that. Very traditional. Okay. Um, I would think that my it was a hardworking family. We were we were uh, not only encouraged, we were expected to work. Um, I don't think I wouldn't say education was not important, but we, it was necessary. Um, to get a high school education and then work. Um, you know, I had a job. We always worked. My dad had a construction company. He had a chicken farm. He had a car wash. He had air conditioning company. We always had, and then he had a truck stop at one time. He's a big entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, but he, uh, my brother and I and my sister, we were all required to work <clears throat> because that was the way you got ahead. You worked. You were faithful to church. Um, although it was taught that we'd be faithful at church, but I, I do remember some things that, um, that probably could have been better in our home. Of course, anybody could have said that. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But uh, work was very important. And, uh, you know, I remember um, spotty things about my young childhood. I do remember being raised on that chicken farm and working around that, and we always had gardens and things like that. You know, but we were, we were taught to work, and uh, we were taught respect. You know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, we got our little tail ends tore up when we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't abuse. It was learning. And you learn not to do that again. Of course, nowadays, you know, man, we live with a bunch of wussies now. They all, <laughs> you know, you, you, don't, you know, kids run the house almost now. And the Pain is something everybody can understand very quickly, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kids, Especially yeah. on your bottom. <laughs> That's a sensitive area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, uh, you know, I, I think my childhood was very traditional. We were a good conservative family. Um, we weren't, you know, most of the time we lived on a farm. We did have some houses in the city um, at just various times. But um, it was still about working, doing your part, doing your chores, and then you go play, you know. Hmm. And uh, that was just the way it was. How do you think that that has affected your adult life? The way you were raised. Well, it taught me to work hard. Mm -hmm. And it taught me if I want to get ahead, uh, I've got to work for it. Because nothing in life is free. And people that think things are free, there's a string or a rope attached. Yeah, there is. And there's going to be something expected out of you when it's free. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, that's work hard, save, be smart. Um, we all make mistakes. I made my fair share of mistakes growing up for sure. But um, that that really, you know, that really taught me a lot. Um, not to set your goal on, hey, I'm going to work hard so I can be a millionaire, but you're going to work hard so you can provide for your family mm-hmm. and give them the best that you can. That's good. And then pass that on, pass that on. And I, tr- I hope we did that to, our, to, to you kids. I think we did because all three of you work hard at what you do. And you're you're fairly responsible, uh, fairly. I mean, I mean, try to. I mean, you're young. Yeah. Yeah. One of y'all young. Coming yeah. up, my spirit real quick. You're gonna make mistakes. You, I mean, That's you how you make mistakes. Learn. You get older too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, if you don't make mistakes in life, you don't learn. How are you gonna learn? Yeah. If somebody bails you out every time, how are you gonna learn? Exactly. You won't. Yep. You won't. Yeah. And I'm not not to get religious because I don't know if that's what we're talking about, but even the good Lord allows you to fall and make mistakes. And you have to get back up off your hind end and set yourself straight and press forward. He's not going to do it for you. And your parent can't do it for you. Right. Your neighbor can't do it for you. Your banker can't do it for you. The government the wants to do it for you. Your government wants to hold your hand because they want you totally dependent on them, especially more so now. They, they've, um, even in my, I mean, I'm only 50, and I don't consider that old. Uh, but in my lifetime, I've seen a drastic difference in the way people have become so dependent on our government. And I don't want to get political, but I think if you work hard and you make wise decisions, that's I, that's how you get ahead. I do want to ask you about that. With you know, like without getting too political or anything, uh, what well, America me? was built? What did you, what did you say? <laughs> Did you call me? No. Yes, <laughs> I'm joking. Suka, <laughs> communist. Because <laughs> America was built on the backs of a lot of hard work, and yes, up until like probably like that traditional sense of American hard work you see in the po- like all the art mm-hmm. pictures, like in the early 1900s, we transitioned away from that. Obviously, like you're saying. So what what do you think? Do you think there's a major contribu- contributor to that, or anything in particular? Well, I think we're spoiled as a nation. Yeah, <clears throat> it's got to. You know, I, I I wished I could remember the man's name that stated it was a. Uh, he was a basketball player or something that was very famous, and he talked about how his granddaddy or his great-granddaddy was a slave. He was a black man. And he talked about how his, grand, his great-granddaddy had it set in his heart and his mind for his son to do better. 
And so he pulled himself out of slavery and he set his son on a path to do better. And then he did a little better and forgot about what it took to get his, get work, you know, where his great, his great granddaddy got his granddaddy to. And then his granddaddy got his son to, and every generation, you know, I don't care what your race is or where you're from. Every generation is constantly trying to do better than the previous generation. And we forget what it takes, what it took to get from point A to point Z. Does that make sense? We forget to, the, all the hard work and the sacrifice and the struggle that those people. And so we're living in a time now, this new generation, that they have totally forgotten what it took to get America where it was at. Or to even, if you want to break it down to their family. You know, they've forgotten that if you're an Italian descendant, you know, if you if you got Italian, those people had to ride boats. They come to New York. You know, they lived in houses together, three and four or five families. They worked. They watched each other's kids. They sacrificed. They sacrificed everything they could to just to get a better life, more you know, better than what they had in Europe. And you could you could say the Italian, the the, the Czechs, the Germans, all those people that come to America. You know, it was a new it was a new hope. It was a hey, that's a Star Wars thing, but uh, it was it was a you know it was that um, that that hope for better, and we've forgotten what it took to get to where we are right now, and so we've become spoiled, and now we have people that would rather live in a cardboard box than keep a job. I'd rather be comfortable. They'd rather I mean, be lazy. I'm not lazy in their yeah. comfortable comfortable in their laziness. Yeah, and absolutely. And not uh, doing anything. I, I, Alec and I have talked about it. You know, and I think it would. Of course, I'm not trying to suggest you, what y'all talk about on your podcast, but the 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 indifference, the attitude of indifference, just easy come, easy go, and you see it so much in in every form: church, work personal relationships that look of not caring and just like walk yeah. by well, yeah well whatever it's happens. the look and the persona and it's in in their actions as well i would believe right it, i yeah, mean it's just they, everything about them is these non, people live that way in the way they appear mm-hmm. their relationships mm-hmm. i mean I, it just blows my mind that um you know and I, I i deal with business owners as a business owner myself i deal with people that are business owners naturally and I listen to them talk about how frustrated they are because they can't even get helpers. And they're paying guys better than what you can get at Walmart, you know, Whataburger, McDonald's, Walmart, places like that. And they can't keep them. They stay for two, three, four, maybe a month, maybe two months, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Hey, where where they go? Ah, they just turned in their uniform and they quit. Where are they going? Oh, they decided to move to wherever and live with their girlfriend. And then the girlfriend has got a job. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is an actual story, and I'm not going to mention name or company names. The guy leaves Lufkin, got a good job, can't get along with his parents because his parents are, hey, you're 22 years old. You need to contribute to the household. You need to get up off your tail end and do some things. Do your laundry. Take out the trash. Pay a little bit in utilities. You know, things like that. Learn responsibility. And he didn't like doing that. So he was going to move out, go live with his girlfriend over in Louisiana. Well, guess what? She didn't tolerate it either. And within a week, he's out of her house, homeless, no vehicle, nothing, no job, living on the street. And his old boss was kind enough to call him and say, hey, won't you come back to work for me? He wouldn't do it. He's got too much pride. Really? Yeah. Pride of what? Stupidity, I what guess. What are you proud I of? <laughs> I, I, I just, it blows my mind, but you hear stories about that. I'm not saying America's doomed, but I think it would be a good wake-up call for people to um, – and they're missing out on so much in life. The yeah. the, the the joy and the and the, the satisfaction of a, a good day of work. And, and I know there's more important things than working. Trust me, I know that. But you have to work to feed your family. You have to work to feed yourself and take care of yourself and the responsibilities you have. And if you don't, and it's all given to you, you will not appreciate it. Where in you see that in rich kids? Sorry, <laughs> where, where <laughs> you, that's rich spoiled yeah, kids. That's facts. I can name a few. Uh, no. I can where, agree, and I can too. Where do you? Well, when it comes to work, when do you think that 
decline started because i mean you got the 50s 60s most of that generation worked really hard yeah do you think it's the 70s yeah i think it was uh the late 60s early 70s it started but man after during covid that was like a major change and you know there was money being handed out left and right and it was available to anybody you just had to fill out some quirky little government forms and lie a little bit here and there <laughs> if you got you know thousands but I think it has been a slow change from the 60s. Our education system changed dramatically in the 60s during hippies, free love, all that junk. And now that generation are the old people. They're yeah. the ones that push that. And, you know, they won't – well, I won't even get into that. But <clears throat> there's – I think that's when it started and – uh um I, I, you know, if we don't do something, if our younger generation doesn't get a grip on what it means to work and to provide for yourself, uh, it's going to, it's going to be a hard lesson to learn, I think, as a nation. Yeah. Because you'll be susceptible to whatever, whoever's in control in your government. You'll be susceptible, you'll be subject to them. And you'll do what they say because they're going to say, well, this is what you'll eat. I mean, how would you want to? Be told that what you eat, what you drive. Oh, you can't drive a gas car after what? What year is it? Twenty thirty-five, I think. Yeah, thirty. You can no longer <laughs> drive a gas car. What? Petroleum based. You know, what are these guys idiots? I mean, you don't. It don't take a rocket science to sit down in just a few minutes and think about a freight train running off batteries. The technology is not there. Maybe it will be in twenty thirty-five, but I still think when you're force-fed something, that is wrong. That's not freedom. So. And one thing, though, is people, what I've noticed, people don't want to put the time and effort in to think for themselves, so they, they're allowing someone else to think for them. Yeah. So there's that. And then also talking about batteries for vehicles. And, I, I mean, I like EV vehicles. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. But uh, we don't have that much rare earth metals. Not in the. There's well, only one lithium mine, I think, in the United States. Yeah. And, but we outsource everything to foreign nations, and that's something we shouldn't be doing. But that's yeah. my opinion yeah. on that. I mean, there's, you know, look, if you want to drive a battery car, that's fine, an EV, whatever you call it. If you want to push that thing after you drive 300 miles and all of a sudden you're dead in the water, that's fine too. But I should have the right to drive my to choose. vehicle. Okay, it's a It is a choice. Mm -hmm. And some of these government-forced decisions uh, – you can call me an anarchist or whatever, <laughs> but some of these decisions that they're forcing down our throat, I don't think are right. It's not freedom. And with right. this country is based on freedom. We let these bunch of weirdos get out in the middle of the street and stop traffic and hold up a sign for whatever reason. And you can't touch them dudes. You know, don't you dare cross their line. Don't you dare talk to them. But yet on the other side of the fence, you can't, make the choice to drive what you want or, or live how you want or eat how, you know. Can I just run over them in my EV vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say, I would not <laughs> stop you're, if you're I saw fire. Well, I mean, I just think it's funny because <clears throat> you, you look at some of the subject matter now, like PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, you know, they are so dogmatic about what they believe. They're crazy. But the, and that's they fine. If they want to believe that, that's fine. They can go up and lick a cow in the mouth all day long. I could care less. <laughs> But don't tell me I can't eat that thing. As soon as you get through kissing it, I'm going to shoot it and process it, and I'm going to eat it. Watch. I'm going to make hamburger out of it. That's right. And it just burns me that they're going to tell me, no, you can't do that. That's right. I just, I can't stand that. I don't, you know, it's not that I don't and like then, being told hey, what to do. You can be politically correct and say, well, you know, due to the methane gas coming out of this this cow, I'm, sa I'm saving some the ozone layer. You I'm know? saving the planet. Yeah, they're, they're, so, so, they're so blinded to their own ways but anyways i mean yeah. and I, I'm, I'm in total agreement if you want to do that that's fine but don't stop me from eat, eating what i want to eat sure. drive what i want to hey firearms you want to get on that I, subject <laughs> you know i have a right to possess a firearm i have never killed anybody i've never shot anybody i've i've not broken any law that's right. so why because some dope head or some thug that stole a pistol or a firearm from somebody else goes in and shoots up kids, which is reprehensible. Now they want to come take my guns from me. They're using uh, these excuses. Well, it was 
their dad bought it for the son, knowing darn well the son was jacked up and then was feared for his life. That, that's like convenient. The, the, the nut- that's a convenient yeah. argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like They're using those types of scenarios to push their agenda. Yeah. Can I and, interject here? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> Go for it. Sorry. Who's Tying back to what we were saying, how America back then to now, that mental health uh, health issues, like crazy people shooting up schools and stuff. Uh, do you think it's going to take like another tragedy or big event to hurt uh, Americans to get back to that place to wake us up? Uh, man, I don't like, know what it's going to take because if you think about in the 50s, if a kid would have come into school with a gun, there'd have been 50 other kids in the school with a gun. Yeah. That's all right. Everybody had them in That's, their trucks. Especially when I here. went to school yeah. in the 80s, we all kept them in our trucks. We kept our 22s in the, and no, and you could leave your window down. You could leave your keys in your vehicle. You could leave your rifle hanging in your gun rack in the back of your truck, and nobody would mess with it. They respected your property and who you are, and they respected your life as much as you respected them. Yeah. And, you know, these these nut jobs now, they're they're hung up on drugs or whatever. Well, they're just punks. They just need a good butt whooping, maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but, I it you know, and these little guys like that, what's that one, the – where the boy took his grandmother took his phone from him and he got mad, so he went to the school and shot all them kids. Did he shoot the grandmother too? Yeah, you no, That's crazy. No, what kind of excuse? What 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 are you? You know, the guy's an idiot, and I, I just don't understand that. But somewhere in his life, his parents failed him. Not that that's his, their fault, but I think a parent's rearing of their child has a direct effect on them and how they're raised. I think technology has changed how we live and work and play. Uh, technology has not made us more social. It's made us less social. Yeah. It, brings oh, yeah. us, it brings us in a bubble into a false sense of reality. And when I was a kid growing up, kind of get back on the subject here, <laughs> um, you know, even after the Atari game system came out, which was the coolest thing ever, you know, it was very cool. You know, you sit there and push that little orange button and work that one controller as much. It was of no interest to us. My dad built a house that had a whole upstairs game room with a bathroom and everything. Nothing had no interest in it. We would rather be down at the pond with our 22s and our three wheelers. That does sound a lot. That was back when three wheelers were, you know, Ooh, it wasn't, you know, oh, bad. It's so dangerous to have a three-wheeler. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. We put 100,000 miles on a three-wheeler. We drove, well, I drove to school on three-wheelers. I didn't, you know, if you were an idiot on a three-wheeler, yeah, you got hurt. That's with anything. But that's where we would have rather been, outside. You know, and we did our chores. We had chickens, rabbits, pigs, cows. We did all that, you know, and technology and my, our business, all of us work together. Our business is technology, but I do think that that has been a major, major change, game changer in in the way our society is. For sure. I think that there are three factors to mental illness as a, in, in today's generation. Maybe it's not for, maybe one applies for one person and another applies to another. I mean, there's a broad cat, a bunch of categories, but the three that come to mind are pharmaceutical drugs, not saying pharmaceutical drugs are bad, but when people get the abuse of it, abuse Addicted of pharmaceutical drugs, yeah. regu- and, that in all, and I'm also going to include in that marijuana, other drugs that are, I mean, I wouldn't even say marijuana, but other hardcore drugs that affect your psyche, social media, and raising, which is, that's a controversial one in and of itself. Yeah. Um, well, especially now, because I think that people, um, and I, I'm sorry, I don't want to carry the conversation, but that that's fine. Um, man, I, you talk about drugs, and um, our uncle can get really deep into that. He can tell you a lot about how pharmacology and all that stuff has changed and the dependence on that. You know, if you've got an ailment or if you've got a thought process that ain't right, they got a pill for it. They got something to treat anxiety. This is the first choice, too. It's not, there's nothing else you have to try yeah. first. You just do that. There's, there's no change in your lifestyle. And then it, like antidepressants you know, make it worse yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no. Oh, you're an alcoholic? Well, why don't you stop drinking? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Go to the AA program and take this pill. 
Yeah, or I'm eating. I'm stopping yeah. at McDonald's and Waterburger a few times yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and I know people suffer with stuff, and I'm I'm not trying to be crass, but I think it's more the <laughs> psychological drugs, the antidepressants, and yeah. the things that alter your mindset, like Ritalin. Ritalin, that was a big one. <clears throat> you know, and some par- some parents are at their wits' end on what to do with their kids because they're. I was back to raisin. I yep. was in the pharmacy, and it was crazy how you could tell. I'm not trying to judge them. They have their own lives. But sure, like sure. some of the parents is like, it literally seems like, how you know how the back in the old day, they give a baby a little bit of a drop of whiskey or something to keep them quiet. Yeah. But like this they 10 times. sugar tit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not the sugar tit. I really think that's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but like they're just giving their hyper kids. The kids who just have a lot of energy when they go outside and play, but the, the parents are working yeah. or something. They just want to shut them up. Well, and I think yeah. another thing is that stems typically from a child in the classroom and teachers complain that your your little boy little johnny he can't rowdy. sit down yeah he's too rowdy yeah, yeah, yeah. well maybe they need to let recess be a little bit longer and burn out some of that energy you know maybe ag shop is not such a bad idea yeah. you know and they've taken away that stuff in a lot of these public schools some of them haven't but I'm not saying that's always the fix, but well, I yeah, just, it's everything combined with I mean, like we had technology. Kids, you said. We had hyper yeah. kids in our school. They yeah. they learned to sit down. Yes. They got to paddle. But then then again, generational change as well. Yeah. Oh, sure. We do a lot more sitting than we do anything else. Yeah. Me and Noah were talking about that the other day. The lack of physical activities that we do is unreal. Mm-hmm. Unless you put your mind to it and say, like, go to the gym or you make a volleyball team or something like that. Good luck, because when I was growing up in school, we sat. We didn't. We didn't go out and do. We did when I was older, but when I was younger, you know, going into public school, um, intermediate school rather. Um, we didn't. We had like a thirty-minute recess, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But well, they would rather you be book smart and be some smart, you know. But you need that physical activity to keep yourself wore out, honestly. And I think it's sad (laughs) that gyms now are so prevalent everywhere. We used to, you know, the gyms were for the guys that were the, the ones that wanted to compete. Yeah, stuff got like to show. Now it's like that. everybody's going to the gym because, you know, they don't work hard. I think, and that's a place that they, yeah, they burn off some of that energy and they they're fit and they're. It's all about physique. Yeah, you can tell the difference that. between like a, a farmer or a blue collar person. Oh man, those yeah. guys they can outwork even yeah. the guys that go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because well, they're doing yeah. it all day. All right. Yeah. 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 The one thing that I. I was reading in a study that you I want to bring up to you that's also talking about working out and stuff like that is the levels of testosterone and stuff like that in man men mm-hmm. yeah. and our home hormones we crave that sort of physical brutal mm-hmm. battle natural. battle like yep. instincts right MMA that, so yeah we we love MMA we love watching fighting we like to war go movies. war movies <laughs> mm-hmm. um Anything that kind of gets, and this, I don't mean this Paint in a ball. sexual sense, but get us aroused in that that level of like one on one fighting, or yeah. it, but there's a lack of that. We want to wussify all men, so therefore, well, it's well, the, how, how I mean, there's repercussions to trying to suppress human emotion. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And what do you think that has done? What do you, where do you think that that has put men now? Oh man. This is a touchy subject because it's my podcast. They don't have to listen to it. Well, it's not so much that, and I'm not trying to insult Whoa. anybody that makes choices and how they live their life, but you know, a man for, I mean, as far back in history as you can go has been a warrior, has been a farmer, has been a, a brute, you know, a brutus, somebody that's, that's tough and, I mean, and, and manly. And now with the homosexual agendas and things like that, they have, I mean, they're, they're, you've got guys that, well, I don't know if you call them men or guys or whatever now, that they're something. Such, the others. They're so some panty waste. You know, they, they, uh, I don't know. I got to be real careful, but it demasculates. I guess is the word. I don't know if that's even a good word, but they have demasculated men and they've put them in a role where the man is not the breadwinner. 
it's all equal now. Oh, women have, they can work and just as hard as men, and that's a that's that's an absolute lie. Yeah, if they take steroids and they take things that change their body, but a woman has always been a nurturing person, a na- a natural multitasker. Something, and that's not to be shamed. No, you know, no. A, a woman that stays home and raises kids and makes a home is there is no shame in that. There's an honor in that. You know. And it does, yeah, it doesn't put women on a lower level than yeah. I mean, but if you want to be this whole mentality that men and women now are on equal plane, and one is of no, you know, the value is the same. Well, they are equal value, but a man cannot raise kids as well in a home without a woman. Right. There's there's going to be some things lacking, and unfortunately, due to divorce and things and drugs and whatever you want to blame cause divorce. What do you think about like now you have single parent homes so much that that yeah, parent that, that's can't say that's a struggle. They can't play both roles. Right. Because Very a man hard. can't be a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your biological parts don't, they, they're not there. You're a single track, one track mind. You know, you, you're not as emotional you know, a mom has or a woman has that ability to be emotional and, and be connected to their kids in a totally different way than their dad. And I think both are required and both have substantial value. And then it's being taken away now. And it's like, well, you know, this woman is can be a man and this man can be a woman. And, and they're just mixing these kids up. And right. they're letting these kids decide what gender they're going to be when they got, they're either a pointer or they're a setter. You either sit on the toilet to pee or you point on. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just debate. That's the way it right, is. Right. And they'll sit there and tell you to go take your cat and get it, you know, get it fixed because it's a male cat and we don't want, you know, they, they recognize that cat is a male or they recognize that cat as a female, or that dog, you know, whatever, a cow, whatever. But they can't, they're going to actually try to convince people that a baby is born and it gets to choose what gender it is, how stupid, how idiotic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's, well, it's a touchy, touchy subject. I know a lot of people get really edgy with that, yeah. but I, I just, I don't, it is that's a very, part of the problem with society today. Right. It is a very edgy subject. <clears throat> Not that it doesn't need to be said. Yeah. Um, I, it should I be discussed. It should be discussed. The only exactly. way we're going to move forward on is if we talk about right. it. Yeah. And right. that's their choice. Hey, here, here we go again. That's their choice. Right. But don't you dare come to me and tell me I have to eat it, and and that's that's the Kool Aid like I got to drink. Don't you do that to me, right. because I'm gonna get mad, and I'm gonna show you what this man can do. Huh. Because that's what hacks me off. If you want to go be a fruitcake and go dance in your little tiny white shorts across the lily pads and all that and <laughs> whatever, that's, that's your a, choice. That's suspiciously specific, right there. <laughs> that's your <laughs> choice. So what did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> What are you dreaming about, that? Something. What are you dreaming like about? <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying every man has to be a hunter and every man has to be a fisherman. No, well, I'm not saying that. You know, there's a difference I for think a reason. There's a separation. I, traditional roles have been they're very are pretty important, very important socially. Yeah, and they're they're being withered away. Absolutely, and, and there's obviously consequences to that. Yeah. It's like yeah. let's all be you know, and if you want to do, hey, I'm all about it. If you want to do that, that's fine, but don't force it down my throat. That's that's the that's the thing. We don't, me, you know, yeah, just don't force it down our throats. But you that's what do they're it, doing do now. They're in. They're, yeah. They, you know, you hear the the word indoctrination and stuff like that, which you know, whatever you want to call it, human control. They're forcing that on people. They're they're private schools that say, hey, we're not going to teach it. Oh yeah, you are. If you're going to get funding from the government, you will teach it. And it's messing these poor kids up, man. They don't know what ends up, you know. And it's just crazy. I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but it, 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 and it's fine. That's my right to not understand it. And it's also my right not to choose to accept that. America. Do you believe America? Freedom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Freedom. Exactly. You know, they talk about abortion, you know, Hey, I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. But if you choose as a woman to have an abortion, then you answer and you live with the consequences of it in the discussion. That's something that I told, Somebody, I can't remember who it was. We were talking about the abortion, pro-abortion. Not, I'm. I told him I'm not. A, I'm not for abortion, 
But if you're going to start telling people what they can and can't do, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Right. We we, as conservatives believe that Mm -hmm. we should have freedom to choose what we want to do without government control. But then some of the same conservatives will turn around and say, well, you can't abort kids. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I think it's evil, but you can't do one thing and you can't say one thing and do another. So, well, good laws make good societies. Yeah. And so, uh, that's a good phrase, but that abortion, uh, man, what is in my moral view, which the government does not set moral views there. Your president, that ding dong that we have is not our moral compass. Neither was Trump. Neither was Reagan. Not, you know, I don't care who it was, Carter. I don't care who it was. That's not your moral compass. Your moral compass is your own conscious consciousness. You know, what, what do you believe? What are your convictions? Whether you're religious or not, you make decisions, you know, about what you believe or what you think and, and, you know, a, a say in a speed limit, this is an argument Darn speed limits. A speed limit is the same as saying, well, you set the law for abortion. That's two totally different fields, you know, and, and I just. Well, we'd all wish they don't have speed limits. What about vaccines and abortions? <laughs> I think vaccines are a personal thing. Yeah. I think if you want to take a vaccine, that's your choice. Is the same go for Do abortions in that sense? Not. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you yeah, want exactly. to get an abortion, you go right ahead. But I'm not going to pay for it. And that's where the big question comes well, in. Taxes. It's, it's a moral dilemma. So, like, yeah. I don't know if I should you should the government be paying for something that's a lot of people exactly. consider exactly no, they should yeah, not be questionable. No. You pay for that out of your pocket because I don't want to answer for that. I don't want the blood on my hands. Yeah. If you decide to drink and drive and you go out and you kill somebody, who's got to answer for that? Yeah. You know, when you talk about that, let's let's talk about alcohol. Let's talk about things like that. Where, you know, they want to take guns from me and they want to say that guns kill too many Americans, how many Americans die from alcohol-related accidents? Drugs. Why have they never stopped producing alcohol? Why? Because it would affect exactly money, and it would affect too many people's, oh, well, that's my my choice. That's what I like to do in the evening. Well, maybe I like to go pop off a few rounds at a soda can in the evening too, so why are you going to take that from me? Yeah, no tobacco. Uh, tobacco. They know tobacco causes smoking causes cancer. It's a it's a it's a fact. It's not even a, a question anymore. You know, they know vaping does all these bad things, but people do it anyway. Why haven't they banned that? Why haven't they said, "Oh, no, 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 you can't vape. You can't." Come on, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. And I think freedom is based on choice. Okay, you do have to have laws, certain laws, but. There's a line you cross now. Defining that line, <laughs> that's the big debate. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you have any predictions for the future? Like in this current state of the world, where do you see the future? Well, if the idiot president we got now gets reelected, we're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that guy please. can't tie his own stinking shoes. He can't even ride a bike. I, at this point, I he can't even ride a bike. I actually have. I want to ask Camel, whatever her name is, Carmela Camel. What's her name? Man, it don't even matter. It don't no, even matter. Carmelo. 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 The chocolate. Is that, is that the sweet? No, 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 Carmelo's. No, Carmelo's. <laughs> yeah, it's Cadbury Carmelo's. Yeah. They're like the caramel. But you, you look at this group that's leading our country, quote, unquote, leading our country, which I think they're a bunch of puppets. But you take you take those guys and girls, if they call themselves girls, ladies, whatever, Nancy Pelosi, who should have retired decades ago, and Chuck Schumer and – and and even on the Republican side, you got some ding dongs that are yeah. man. They can't even they're wearing diapers. They can't even change their own <laughs> diaper. They got to give somebody to give them a shot to get up in the morning. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. those guys have no business running this country because they're politicians. Number one, and politicians are out for themselves. They lie to you and tell tell you they're here for you. Oh, maybe in the beginning they are. That's their career. But it's, they've made a career out of yeah. it. They go in as a thousandaire. They come out as a multimillionaire. Do you think there should be term limits on senators? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. Too. Presidents, everything. There shouldn't be somebody sitting there for 40 years. Yeah. No. Yeah. You need, fresh, the you need fresh ideas. That's what we were talking about in the about our business when it comes to our accounting and stuff. That You need people to come in. Granted, you know, someone can do the same thing for 14 years and it works. 
but you need someone to come in with some fresh ideas Absolutely. every once in a while. Absolutely. The same thing with politics. If you keep being stagnant and doing the same thing over and over again, you will never grow as a nation. Well, and, and you're just going to degrade. And they've got you've got to check them people. Exactly. You got to check them. You know, and and if you leave somebody in office, how does Nancy Pelosi continue to get elected? <laughs> I mean, what are these people blind? Are they ignorant? Can they not read? I don't know. Maybe she's sending them all twenty dollar bills. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it. I just it baffles my mind how she gets continue. She's a, she's she just stumbles all over. You know, she says things that don't even make sense. I just I don't know. I'm. I think we need a. It's funny because in order to implement term limits, guess who has to implement it? The, the, the very people that would not want to put term Mostly limits on the themselves. Senate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not want to do that. Why would they want to do that? Yeah. That would short term. You know, could that be bypassed? They're all lawyers, every one of them. Exactly. Can, uh, could that be bypassed? The been an executive House of order? reps would, could overturn it. And, yeah, and the president, if the president was with it too, yeah. uh, it'd take a lot. There, I'm sure there's a legal a process. Yeah, to, big, you know, they would, they can, they could drag it on. What for do they years. call it? A convention of states or something yeah. like that? That yeah. you could get your state reps to. Get, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know, but I'm not a political big mess guy. But it would take years to get that to go through. I just believe in common sense, and they it's not so available up there in Washington. It's not available anywhere. We're, we're fresh out, just like all the We're all book sense now, man. If you can't learn it from a book, I can't even wipe my nose. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, you know, why don't you try? No, I'm, <laughs> now I'm offended. Try. I had to learn how to cook a steak in a pan last night. I used Google. Weirdo. You yeah. should have done it until you failed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You should have tried and failed. Try and fail. Until you fail. <laughs> it's too expensive. I can't do that. <laughs> you got it right. No, no. no I, I don't. I, you know, at least you tried. That's the point. Try. Yeah. Noah, you had a question. People are so for, scared of failure. Yeah. You, know. huh? you had a question for him earlier. Uh, I don't remember. You don't it's remember. Too Sorry. No. Uh, we could segue into the next, the last question. Yeah. So we talked about the future, you know, of our world. But where do you see yourself? In the future, like uh, in diapers, pooping on myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, as the president, right? You know, yeah, I want to be president. <laughs> a grandpappy, yeah, or like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, if the Lord wills, I'd love to see my great grandkids, great grandkids. Awesome. I, I would love to, I think, and I would love to pass on things that uh, that I have learned in life. Can we call you Pop Daddy? No, oh, <laughs> darn, like the uh. Like you and your dad both smashing cars. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, I have, I, you know, I learned so much. And y'all, I know y'all don't understand it, but I learned so much. My brother and I learned so much. And our friends, just our parents saying, get out of the house. And my mother would literally yell at us from the back porch, boys. You know, we would I hear, hear it. I can yeah, hear we it. would hear yeah, her yeah. and know to come home. Other than that, we were gone. We were out once we got our chores done, our schoolwork was done, you know, and it was in that order. It was chores first and then school. No, I don't, I don't know. But uh, homework wasn't that prevalent back then. Um, if you'd had homework, it was probably because you, you know, you were a little bit lazy or something like that. But um, most of the time we didn't have homework because they valued your home life. You had time in school and you had time at home. Oh, yeah. And the family was still valued. Now, I think most of these whack jobs don't even care about family. They don't have a family themselves, you know, and they're they're heading up our education system and all that stuff. But, Me mentality. Yeah. But anyways, the um, future, man, I, I you know, I don't know. I want to work hard. I want to stay busy, keep my mind sharp, keep my body <laughs> in shape. Relative. Round is a shape. <laughs> Body positivity. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as a marshmallow, you know, and, and enjoy life. I've worked hard. I'm not saying I deserve anything any any different than anybody else, but I feel like I've worked hard. My my dad. I had a full time job. I think since I was like 15, 14, 15. Wow. I worked Saturdays. Worked. You know. Man, I and you name the job we've had it. If I didn't work with Dad, my brother and I, and he, he will attest to this. If we didn't work with Dad on a construction job or an air conditioning job, we had to have a job. We paid for our cars. We paid. We helped contribute to that. You know, and it makes you so much more grateful for it too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think that's and I take care of stuff. Uh, and I'll get on this, not to offend anybody in this room, 
No, not really. But, and uh, mute. No. <laughs> but, you know, when you pay for something, you do appreciate it. When it's your blood, sweat, and tears that went into that, you take care of it. You take care of it, and you tend to it better. It's like your kids. It's like your kids. Some some people. If you could, from you as a father, what is one, like if you could choose one lesson that's uh, if someone else was raising kids, you want to tell them, they're asking, hey, how do I, what, what makes a great dad, or what's a good, maybe lesson I wouldn't think of. Whoop that rear. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think listening and, and being willing to admit mistakes and listening to your kids, they're not always wrong. They're not mm-hmm. always right. They can see things wait, you can't wait, see wait, sometimes. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's back oh. up. Let's back up. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But did you just wrong. I'm all right. I'm still right, though. So we're going to add that in there. No, I think, you know, people make mistakes. Parents make mistakes. You, you're going to make mistakes until the day you die. No one is perfect. And as long as you can learn from those mistakes and you can accept the fact, hey, I failed, and not sit there and waller in it, Pity. I made up a song one time about Here we pity. Go. Oh, it was funny. I won't sing, but it was like something that kind of corny, like, oh, pity me, pity please, won't somebody pity me. <laughs> you know, and so people waller in their pity. We're going to make got, Oh, I've got, you know, and I know there's serious health conditions and stuff like that, but people make a, a badge of honor. It's easy. Out of, yeah. out of oh, I got a pimple on my nose. <laughs> Or the one society, or the one where they say, "Oh, I worked forty hours, or I worked sixty hours. I worked worked fourteen hours today. Big whoopee. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Why don't you come hang with me on one of them days that we're working twenty eight and thirty two hours straight? And I've done it many, many times. Now I probably couldn't do it now because I'm older. But when it was y'all's age, we did it. The work that I was in, we had a certain window of time doing technology, and we were doing these what we call central offices at these telephone companies. And they gave you a window of time and you had to do everything within that window of time. And you would work yourself silly, but you made a whole week in one day. <laughs> you just, you just work. I mean, it, it was, sleep a day or two, right? Afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards you result, but you know, and I hear all these people, Oh, I work 14 hours today. I, who cares? Work life balance stuff. Hmm? Work life balance and uh, the new lingo. What do you think about it? Um, like, well, I understand what he's saying. I'm just trying to okay. think it in the right words here. Let's. You have to work, okay, and if you work to provide for your family, yeah, there is a balance. You can't just sacrifice everything for work, but you can't sacrifice work for your family. You won't have both. You yeah. can't have both. You can have them equal, but you can't have one outweigh the other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure if I said that right, but I, and while we're talking about work too, I, I think this is the, one of the last questions I told Alec earlier. What um in our particular field, career field, mm-hmm. where do you think it's going as far as obviously it's going to get bigger? I think everything is going to be more data centric, more technology centric. Um, it scares me on some of the levels. Yes, yeah. it does because they're talking about you know phones that are implanted and. Weird stuff like that. Um, universal you know, chips, ID. Universal ID. AI and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think we have to be careful as a society. We don't want to lose grip with reality. Yeah. And we already uh, are kind of. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're already slipping into that. Yeah. And um, I think we have to be very, very careful with technology. And, you know, technology, the more technology they have in your life, the less privacy you have. And the less... Uh, interaction you have with your your family yeah. and your neighbors. Man, people used to get out and talk. And yeah, I mean, when my when my kids were young, they played with the neighbor kids, and they we knew them people, and we trusted them because they trusted us. And it was a back. Their kids would come to our house, and our kids would go to their house. Where do you find that now? It's so rare. Third world countries. You know, they don't have technology. People used to have big front porches. And I know this is kind of weird, but you look at the houses now. Have teensy little front porches and big back porches with big tall fences. People, it used to be just the opposite. It used to be big front porches, and grandma and grandpa sit out there on the front porch rocking, and everybody went by, how y'all doing? Y'all come over here. You know, and that wasn't, that's not like some, you know, Mayberry, oh, that's just in the movies. That was the way it was. Really? People were neighborly. 
you you had a community. Yeah, I had a I had a comment on one of our Facebook posts about Halloween. Uh, the tri- now, it, I mean, trick or treating is almost a joke now, and they're doing all these trunk or treats now. But one of the persons that <laughs> it's churches trying to get away with Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but one Damn of the comments. Fast. Sorry. <laughs> said that but anyways edit no. that out but well in all honesty yes it's churches trying to get away with it but i think it's a good outreach though i think it is well look hey i'm sorry clean. i disagree i disagree why is that biblically the what does the bible say about a church be separate mm-hmm. peculiar people all right look at the amish are they peculiar are they separate they're just weird they're pretty cool no, they're different <laughs> they, they're but different, they but they hold to that so as a church, as an organization, let's just don't Pentecostal doesn't matter, Baptist doesn't matter. How are you different from everybody else in your actions, the way you dress, the way you talk, everything, what you the way you play, the way you work? That's what makes that's what identifies you as being different. And when a church looks just like if a Baptist church and a Methodist church look identical, what's the difference? What's the difference? Hmm. Never thought about it like that. So when, you know, I'm Pentecostal, United Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it, Holy Roller, (laughs) Bible Thumper, whatever, I don't care. I'm I'm proud of it. Snakes Tomper? No, we don't handle snakes. You should? It's Tennessee. But, uh, (laughs) up there in Virginia. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, and I'm not dis- I don't want to shame anybody, and I understand they try to use that as a community outreach and all that stuff. But to me, if you're going to be different, be different. Stand by what you believe. Stand by what you believe. And don't be afraid to say, this is why I believe that. And this is why I... B-. Not because, oh, my pastor tells me that. That's bull snot. What in the world? What kind of cheesy excuse, you know? That's so, a sheep to the slaughter right there. It's it's best that if you're gonna if you're gonna celebrate Halloween, then you stand by what you're gonna celebrate for. Why do you celebrate Halloween? You know, hey, give your reasons. Be willing to stand. If you say I don't celebrate Halloween, I don't participate in it, stand I'm for it. Be hundred percent honest with you. I like free candy. So I mean just saying yeah. I'll dress up. I'll find, I'll and I believe in celebrating the the harvest. You know, that's one thing about Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that that is coming up. You know, back in the day, the harvest was a huge time. That was that was when people brought their crops in, and that was when they made their their money for the year. You know, and so celebrating the harvest and being thankful and all that, I, I believe in that. But Halloween, I don't like it. Never have. Your mom would take you kids out, and y'all would do candy. It's not like it was. You know, we're doing satanic rituals at the house, but I don't agree with churches doing it. Okay. I don't agree. I think you need to be separate. And any pastor that disagrees with me, you can call up. I'll give you my phone number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Okay, never mind. I really don't care. You know that song, but uh, yeah, you know, obviously you know yeah. that song. So was, Jenny, the, Jenny. Was that the comment? <laughs> but no, but the comment was. Uh, Sorry, we were talking about neighborhoods and people mm-hmm. going up to their neighbors' houses and talking. He said that actually, I might be able to pull it up real quick. You one second. He, I think he said something on the lines of, well, I'm not going to look it up, but he said, uh, basically, we're not neighborly anymore. We're not. We we refuse to go out and talk to people in our in our. In yeah, our we're not. We're not neighborly. We're 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 social isolationist. <laughs> I mean, think about it. What's social that shirt media. that you have? Anti-social social club, Zach, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I got a shirt. You know, and I'm not a big, I, you, you know, in our, I in our setting, I can talk, and, and it's us, and I'm familiar with y'all, and I'm not somebody that's going to go up ding-dong on somebody's door, hey, neighbor, you know, I brought you a pie. That's what they used to do. You know, when oh, we moved into the house in College Station, that was that's exactly what happened. Those yeah. people came to our door, ding-dong. Which, and they were kind. They were nice people. Yeah, I, I heard they brought cookies. Yep. I heard. I think I read online somewhere. Uh, borrow culture used to be a thing. Yep. Like, yep. hey, can I borrow I your equipment? I, yeah. I'll bring it back. But they brought it back in yeah. better shape than what and they like got. Food, it. equipment, yeah. sugar, flour, whatever. Yeah. I don't do that. And you don't have to go buy. Everybody takes my stuff yeah. and they break it and bring it back broken and don't yeah. tell me. Well, not anymore. And just stack it up there, yeah. or don't bring it back at all. <laughs> yeah. They say, oh, they say, oh, well, that was mine. Oh, I forgot. Well, it's got my initials on it. Uh, and then they were. You know, is that actually happened? 
Yes. Yeah. It's, times times once. That's a, it's happened to all it of us. It makes you a sure. better person. You know me As an employer and a business owner, Yeah. that's a quick way to make you a better person. And you have to be very careful. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. No, you know how many tools you've probably lost knowing that not because you lost them, because someone else took it out of your bag and then boop. I'm pretty yeah. I left keep it up above with some them. ceiling in some random retail grocery store no. out in Louisiana. The mice are over That's there chewing on it. Yeah. That's your other people. <laughs> I, I'm, cl- I'm plenty clumsy, but I, could t- I keep a good, pretty good track of the tools. Yeah, that's, that is that that was a good pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Good habit. All I the try years to I worked keep. for the phone companies. And <clears> yeah. Even when I lived in the Cayman Islands, man, projects without nobody people. touched my tools. It's a I'd wor- break fingers. It's a whirlwind on a project <laughs> that, that for contractors. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, so people many. nowadays, they're so scatterbrained. They're <laughs> yeah. pounding these monster drinks, and they got tools scattered all over the whole project. ADHD. Yeah. They wonder why I can't do anything right. That's another I try for. to keep all my tools contained. Yeah. And I've labeled all my tool tools. Bag. I've labeled them with tape, and I put my name yeah. on them, so I know they're mine. We need to do another podcast one day of talking about taking care of your junk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tools. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were joking. Second clarify. Your junk. <laughs> no. We, I, Sponsored by the Lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, we could probably continue this episode on for another hour, hour and a half, knowing the topics that we have. But you know, what we that would make it too long. You know, we, get, we should do a campfire podcast. That would be great. When it gets hey, cold, yeah. that's when a good idea. Really this Texas idea. weather would decide to get cool. Yeah. What do you, as the viewers, think? Do you think we should try that? Let us know. All right. Anybody else have any closing remarks they want to add? Brody, Brody, Brody. Work. Yeah. Hey, Brody. Work. Be responsible. Brody. <laughs> Sorry, that's, sure. a, silly. that's some good advice I can give for young people. Get off the couch. Get away from the games. Work. Put effort out. Show some interest. Be intentional about whatever you're doing. Be intentional. So for Robin Banks and stuff like that. I mean, but get out and work. It's hard work, you know. Get out and work. <laughs> Think <laughs> of all the planning they have to, to society. do. I add to society. Add back. And, and break the spirit of indifference. Uh, there we go. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Later.